Merry Christmas week and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And I'm your other host, Amanda Bible Williams. And this is it. We have arrived to the week that leads up to Christmas day. We here we are. Rachel. I mean, I know that probably every episode I say cue the jingle bells. <laughs> There's got to be another instrument. I mean, I don't know. The jingle bells don't really get old. It's hard to get old. The I agree I don't with that. Think. Yeah. Well, friend, Merry Christmas week. Merry Christmas week. This is going to be a sweet episode. We, by design, get to take this episode, just the two of us, which is one of the most fun things we get to do. We love having a guest. Oh, so much. We learn so much from our guests and love them. I can't believe that every week I get to have interesting conversations with magnificently smart and interesting people about scripture. But Amanda, you are one of those people. I'm excited to get to talk to you this week. You are one of my very favorite people to open my Bible with. That's right. To read God's Word with and to just geek out over scripture and delight and ask questions and wonder about things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do it on the air. We do. We do. Sometimes we do it with microphones in front of us. Not always. Now, this is not our final week of the Advent series. This is week four, but Christmas is on a Sunday Mm -hmm. this year, so we will have this whole week of reading leading up to Christmas Day on Sunday, and then we will have more readings next week, which is, it's sweet when we get to keep going after Christmas Day. I agree. But this week... It's just extra special because we start to read more of those traditional Advent scriptures, and we get to read the Christmas story. And we will read the Christmas story. And for those of you who have been studying your church calendars— or at least the notes we have about the church calendar here in the She Reads Truth study book, you know that the last day of Advent is Saturday. Christmas Eve is the last day of Advent. I always forget that. I know. I do too. But Christmas Day is actually the first day of Christmastide. That's right. So our She Reads Truth Advent 2022 experience, that including the study book and all the things, it is going through That's right. Christmas time mm-hmm. this year, or mm-hmm. part of it, anyway. Part of it, yes. Part of it. And then we'll jump right into, well, we'll get there. It's not time yet. We're still in Advent. We don't have no time jumping. Yes. No jumping yet. Good. We're going to just plant our feet right here. And specifically, we are in one line from one song is where we are kind of camping out. For five days. For five days this week. So if... This is your first week joining us in the Advent series. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. What a good week to come. What a great week that you have chosen to join us. So what we've been doing this year for our Advent Bible reading plan is that we have been kind of walking through the lyrics of one of our favorite Christmas hymns. Not even one of. I know. It's yours and mine, our favorite. Actual favorite. Yes. Actual favorite. It's called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. It was written by Charles Wesley. And I think we should read it again. I, I know do we've too. done it every time, but I think it's time. Will you do it this time? First? I would love to. Oh, I love Rachel's going to read the lyrics for us. And every time we read it, I just think that we'll preach. Mm-hmm. Um, here are the lyrics to Charles Wesley's Christmas hymn Come, thou long expected Jesus. Born to set thy people free, 
from our fears and sins, release us. Mm -hmm. Let us find our rest in Thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth Thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born Thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now Thy gracious kingdom bring. By Thine own eternal Spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By Thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to Thy glorious throne. I mean, it's rich, right? It's I just I love full. our Advent plan this year. If I can say it, even on week mm-hmm. four, I just I have loved these last several weeks. Yep. Talking with Max Lucado, talking with JJ Heller, Trillia Newbell, like anyone who will listen <laughs> about the way that all of Scripture speaks to the coming of Christ and yeah. the return of Him. Yes, yes. So what we're doing. It's exactly what you said. All of Scripture is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so there are so many ways to read the Bible during the Advent season. But because we, A, we really love hymns around here. We do. And Christmas hymns and Christmas carols specifically, and it's sort of a tradition mm-hmm. here at She Reads Truth that we like to choose a lyric from a Christmas carol as the title for our Advent reading plans. And so this year we went that step further and we're allowing these lyrics to kind of be our subject lines, right? Our yeah, day titles. Yeah, like that, subject lines. For the scripture that we're reading because there's so much truth in that hymn, but all of it comes from scripture. That's right. Right? So this week we are talking about the line, born thy people to deliver. And then on Saturday and Sunday, which mm-hmm. would be, of course, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve and Christmas Day, we'll go one line lower to born a child and yet a king. Yes. So let's start, Amanda. Okay. So there's a lot in this week. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot. We will not, y'all know, you know now, yeah. that we're not going to read all the things because that's what you're going to do. That's this your week. joy. Yeah, you're that's going right. to join us either in your study books or if you don't have a study book, you can go on the She Reads Truth or the He Reads Truth app. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to shereadstruth.com or mm-hmm. hereadstruth.com. There are lots of ways that you can read along with us this week and be women and men in the Word of God every day. So we're not going to read all of that here, but I do think we have to hit some highlights. And Absolutely. I'm going to nominate Isaiah 9 yep. as our first stop. What do you think? I second that nomination. Okay. All right. Just everyone buckle up. We're going to be reading a lot of Advent Scripture mm-hmm, in this episode. I mean, we talked before we hit record and we were like, we get to do whatever we want. This hour. We're our own. <laughs> yeah, we're in charge. <laughs> Careful. What we really want is we're thinking about you and where you are and what you're doing. And I feel like the best way that we can bless and serve you in this hour is mm-hmm. to bathe you in Christmas scripture, which is any kind of scripture. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I just had this image. <laughs> bathe you? Does uh-huh. that sound gross? I'm sorry. No, because here's why. I mean, I think about, <laughs> you know, we're thinking about like a small child or whatever. Mm-hmm. So our youngest, Toby, who is he's a unique and lovely human, he took baths for a long time for like physical and medical reasons, right? We've graduated to a shower, but like still in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And so he stands in the bathtub, but it has like the... The hand shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It you, It's mm-hmm. the faucet essentially that comes apart and you hold it in your hand and Mm -hmm. yes, that. And so his favorite thing right now is just to stand 
his full self yes. in the bathtub and just hold that thing like over his head and he just stands there and like holds it on his back, holds it like wherever. And he just stands and lets it just wash over him. And you could almost just like read a book while you wait. Like he just needs a minute yes, to just let it just to feel, you know, how that feels. I like do. When you're just like, oh, I just really desperately need to be clean right now mm-hmm. to be washed off. And so he just stands in it forever and ever. And that's the image I got when you said, just going to bathe it. Where's Y'all just stand there. And we're just going to say a lot of scripture. Think of these microphones as hand showers. (laughs) Anyway, so that's what it made me think of was just sweet little Toby just standing there. Receiving it. Y'all just stand there. And here we go. Here comes (laughs) some holy water coming Mm -hmm. at you. All right, friends. This is Isaiah 9, verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils, for you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloodied garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire, for a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. That's a good way to start. Whoosh. That is a good way to start. That's Advent. If I had to think of a scripture that feels like Advent to me, just either from experience of reading it year after year, and also just like the sentiment that it like evokes Mm -hmm. in me, I think that would be a top contender. I mean, just that last line, the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Like to think about... All the things that must be accomplished for the saving of our souls. Yeah. Not by us. Yeah. But by the Lord of armies and his zeal. His zeal. This is not a, a half-hearted thing this is not. that he's doing. Yeah. That's right. It's so good. So as we think about this line, born thy people to deliver, as you read this week, you're gonna read stories like a blind man healed. And mm-hmm. even just like seeing that heading made me think, yes, when I think about thy people, like I think immediately the marginalized. Like, that's one of the people groups that I immediately, like, he goes low. Yeah, Jesus sought us out. That's right. From the margins, right? Like, we're— And I'm talking about myself. Yeah, I mean, you and I, Mm -hmm. we aren't born into the line of Abraham. No. (laughs) You know, like, we are Abraham's daughters by faith, heirs to the promise— by faith. Mm-hmm. That's what scripture teaches us. Jesus is our elder brother. Yeah. By faith. Yeah. I really liked the, one mm-hmm. of the questions. So every day in the study book, there are questions to engage with about the reading. And one of the ones for the Monday reading this week is how were Christ's actions in today's reading a reflection of the promised king's reign? Hmm. And so it made me kind of go back and see, okay, what's being displayed about Jesus in these passages. And I see that he's merciful. Mm -hmm. I see that he's powerful. 
in that Romans passage, I see him described as holy. And all of, you know, Jesus, just at every turn, Jesus is the fulfillment of the deliverer who is promised Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. And I love the, I mean, we talked last week about the already and not yet-ness of all of these lines, every single one of them, including born thy people to deliver. Right. Because there is already a deliverance that has come historically, Uh presently, and in the future. Like, I mean, you turn the page to 2 Chronicles 21, Mm -hmm. and it says, He was unwilling to destroy the house of David since the Lord had promised to give a lamp to David and his sons forever. He's delivering, preserving historically and now and forever in ways that we don't understand, don't always see, don't always make sense to us. Right, right. And because it's his promise, right? Because right before that, it says, for the sake of the covenant the Lord had made with David. That's right. And we know that that covenant, that promise, that relationship Mm -hmm. that God established with David was not isolated to David, right? Mm -hmm. Like he established a promise with Abraham. He established a promise with Adam and Eve. That's right. Yeah. um, In the garden. And so this is just him reiterating this promise, this relationship, this covenant covenant relationship that he is bringing to pass with his people. That's right. I appreciated on this Tuesday reading getting to see that Matthew genealogy. I know. It's like, hey, here's some real people. Well, and even like it, Jesus it, descended There's from. this emphasis on of that lyric, the word born. Like he yeah, came that's good. from people. Mm-hmm. And not only did he come from them, mm-hmm. but he delivered them. Yeah. Like there is, Ugh. right? Yes. Like his mama delivered him and he delivered his mama. Mm-hmm. Mary, you know? Mary, did you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean we could talk about that for an hour. There but you go. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Bonus episode. <laughs> I love. We'll let you all read the genealogy this week, but there in Matthew one verse seventeen, it says, "So all the generations from Abraham to David were fourteen generations, and from David until the exile to Babylon, fourteen generations, and from the exile to Babylon until the Messiah, hmm. fourteen generations." That's really interesting, that like repeated 14 generations. But I love that. that Pairs of sevens. Yeah. In these, it's sort of like a a connect the dots from covenant to covenant, right? You've got from Abraham to David to Jesus and the new covenant. And goodness, I mean, can we pass over Revelation when it's on the page? It's hard to. That rider on the white horse. Y'all, you're in for a treat. And listen, Revelation 22, 16, you know, you just read from Chronicles, Rachel, that the Lord had promised to give a lamp to David yeah. and to his sons forever. Yeah. And then we get to read in Revelation twenty two sixteen says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to attest these things to you for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright morning star. Like, I'm not just a lamp, mm. the bright morning mm. star. Then that root and descendant, like I know, he comes from me. I come from him. Yep, yep, yep. It's just like the. Is this the Rachel and Amanda geek out about Scripture Hour? It is. I, it actually is. It's, yeah, it's my favorite. It's know, my favorite. I know, and yeah. I know that y'all are just enjoying with us. I mean, here we go, kind of making our way into some New Testament yeah. scriptures. Yeah. You know, as we turn from the genealogy, I'm reminded of what JJ said two weeks ago, where she was just saying that something that she feels like the Lord has really like impressed upon her heart is 
that He has decided to love us. And there's yeah. nothing that we can do to change that. And as I look at this like generation after generation after generation, that's right. These are not God's people because of their faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Because we know that we are all sinners, that's right? right? Yeah. And we all fall short. But this coming of the Messiah, this keeping of the covenant, the Lord decided to do this, yeah. to love us in this way. And there wasn't anything that we could do to change that. There wasn't anything that any name on this list yeah, could, could, do. Do, could yeah. do to change that. The Lord was going to do as He pleased, yeah. like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I think it's neat. Neat is probably the wrong word, but I think it's wonderful mm-hmm. to read these scriptures that we've been reading this mm-hmm. month, because what it does also, in addition to a lot of other things, is it grows our confidence in the promiser. Because reading these Old Testament scriptures, we're going, wait, we actually can draw a straight line to where this promise was fulfilled, where this promise was kept, Mm -hmm. was made good. And so the initial advent of Jesus is a huge making good on a ton of promises. Yeah. So that, I mean, the confidence that that inspires in any doubting believer, yeah. right? To go yeah. like, no, actually, he promised this, and then he did it. He promised this, and he did it. In all of these ways, very black and white ways, Yeah. to then go, well, all these promises that are to come— He's not let us down yet, right? Like yeah. he is the God who makes and keeps and That's is right. the promise. So like I don't know how this promise That's right. is necessarily going to come mm-hmm. to pass, but I know who has made the promise. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I mean, we've you said a minute ago, Rachel, you talked about the already and the not yet. And what we mean by that is something we say a lot about God's promises to us is that they are true. Mm-hmm. They are already true. And some of them have already come to pass. Like the Messiah did come just mm-hmm. as he is promised. And he did defeat death mm-hmm. and secure our salvation and secure our peace with God. And he is defeating death and he is securing our peace with God. It is an on, well, I was going to say it's an ongoing work. But it's a finished work. It's both. Yeah. With an ongoing effect. There is an am making. I am That's making right. all things new. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's one of those things that it can be kind of tricky to articulate, mm-hmm. but don't let that stop you from digging into that concept mm-hmm. because that concept, I think there's a freedom to be found there yeah. in our faith of just understanding that we see evidence all around us of the fall, Mm -hmm. right? And of this longing that we've been talking about this Advent season, that we long for things to be made right. And sometimes we can think of that as evidence that God's not doing what He said He would do. Yeah, But Mm -hmm. instead to look back and like we've been doing these few weeks and rehearsing the story and remembering the story and remembering the promises. To ourselves and to each other. That's right. In the fulfillment and to say, yeah, I can choose to look at all of these things that are still broken and still in progress, myself included, Mm -hmm. right? Or I can see the work that He has already done and that I know that He's doing and look forward to the day where... You know, just because I don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there, not true. That's right. And I mean, I said in black and white, we can see Mm -hmm. promises fulfilled. And I think that Wednesday's reading is a beautiful example of that. We read in Isaiah 40, verses Mm -hmm. 3 through 5. 
listen, and you'll recognize a voice of one crying out, prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness, make straight a highway for our God in the desert. Every valley will be lifted up and every mountain and hill will be leveled. The uneven ground will become smooth and the rough places a plain and the glory of the Lord will appear and all humanity together will see it for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Hmm. Handel's Messiah, anyone? I mean, <laughs> so good. Yes. Can we please just play that music right now? Yes. But then, like, right after that, we get, again, another promise That's being right. made. Yeah. I mean, we don't actually have that promise in today's reading, but if you open your Bible to Luke 1, you would get to see the promise that God makes to Zechariah and to Elizabeth that they will have a son. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, the birth and naming of John, and they have John the Baptist. And I always think about... I love this story. I love the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and it feels a little bit of an echo to me of Abraham and Sarah in some ways because they're so old and just don't have a child, and they're just they're described as righteous and in service to the Lord. Zechariah is a priest, so he's we know then that he's from the line of Levi, and so that his son then would also be a priest. Like that's Mm -hmm. how that goes. But God sets John the Baptist apart, and He says, "You're actually not going to be a priest. You're going to be a prophet." Yeah. And Zechariah, who had been mute during the pregnancy, mm-hmm. because that was part was part of the story. Go back and read it, you all. It's, a, it's such a good story. But once John is born, mm-hmm. and they name the baby John, as has been instructed, mm-hmm. right? Then Zechariah can speak again, and this is what he says. This is Luke 1 and verse 67. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit hmm. and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord, the God of Israel, because He has visited and provided redemption for His people. So, pause. He is saying He has visited and provided a redemption for His people. But the son that was just born was not Jesus. That's right. Right? It mm-hmm. was John. Mm-hmm. But this is... I think that Zechariah is recognizing that the prophecies are being fulfilled That's right. in his presence. And, and that- he knows Mary is pregnant with what has been announced by Gabriel to be God's son. Yeah. And so it says, He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just like we read about That's right. in those other Old Testament passages, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our ancestors and remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham. It keeps going, but goodness, I'll stop here. 78 and 79, because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death, Mm. to guide our feet into the way of peace. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And that's just the coming of John the Baptist. I know. (laughs) Right? Like this is, it's getting close. Yeah. And we get to read a little bit more about John the Baptist's story in Wednesday's reading. But then we get to move on to Luke chapter 1. This is such a fun week of reading. I know. Because we get to do all of this kind of ramping up to Christmas Day. Right? I think we should read again from Luke 1. Oh, yes. You also, okay, so this then, because what we just read was from the end of Luke 1, and we're actually going to rewind just a little bit. That's right. And read from a little bit earlier in Luke 1 when Gabriel predicted Jesus' birth, which you just alluded to. Do you want to read some of that, Ray? Sure. Starting in verse 26, in the sixth month... 
The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. That is significant. Mm -hmm. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mm. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt inside of her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, "'Blessed are you among women, and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me?' For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt for joy inside of me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what He has spoken to her. Hmm. I want to be there. I know. Don't you just think that was the sweetest and like most miraculous interaction? Baby leapt inside of me when you came by. And I always think about what a kindness it was to the two of them. To have each other. Those two women. Yeah, to be experiencing something so Two miraculous pregnancies, yeah. Yeah, alongside one another. And to have each other who believed each other. You know what I mean? Uh Like for Mary to have someone who was significantly older than her and to be able to walk through that with her. Yeah. It's kind. Well, friends, it is almost Christmas, and if you're anything like me, you have a few people still on your shopping list, and you are stumped on what to get for them, and also, Christmas is just a few days away, and shipping is an actual thing now. So, may I recommend She Reads Truth gift cards, because what better gift to give than truth? And also, may I offer you a discount code? If you go to shopshereadstruth.com anytime between now and Christmas Eve, and you enter the code SAVE20GIFT, that's SAVE20GIFT. Save two zero gift. You get twenty percent off of gift cards, which is great for those last minute gifts. And also, might I recommend getting a couple for yourself and entering the new year with twenty percent off store credit at the She Reads Truth shop. So go to shopshereadstruth.com, enter the code Save twenty gift. That's Save two zero gift, and pick up some digital gift cards, and they will come right to your inbox. And you can give them to whoever you like. Merry Christmas. 
Hey friends, interrupting this Advent episode to invite you to join us as we start the new year with Jesus. Is there any better way to start the new year? I don't think so. On January 2nd, we're going to begin our new study called The Life of Jesus, where we'll answer the question, who is Jesus? By looking to the gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke and reading the narratives from those books of the Bible. This is going to be a really special reading plan, the perfect start to the new year, and we really want you to join us. So head to shopshereadstruth.com to pick up your study book, or we have legacy books for the guys. And don't worry, if you missed the last day to ship for this reading plan, we have great news for you. Purchase your study book or your legacy book today, and we'll send you the first two weeks of the plan digitally. That way you can still join the community when the plan starts on January 2nd, and you won't miss a beat. So again, that's shopshereadstruth.com to grab your Life of Jesus study book. There's no code required. Once your purchase is complete, you'll receive a download link in a separate email, and you'll be able to download the PDF up to two times before it expires. So that's shopshereadstruth.com now through midnight on January 1st. Okay, back to the show. One of the things I like so much about this year's reading is that we're not just reading straight through and Luke. We will read it all, but I love that we get to, you know, if we fast forward to Friday's reading, there's still so much Old Testament in here, y'all, that you're going to read as mm-hmm. you as you go through the week. So don't miss out on that. We're not going to read it all here. But we do want to read, like we said earlier, just to kind of shower you with Scripture today. And to go to Matthew's account. Yeah, as you're preparing for your week of reading. This is Matthew 1. So Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus. And then after that, it goes to the nativity. It says the nativity of the Messiah. So I'm going to read Matthew 1, 18 through 25. It begins, The birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant from the Holy Spirit. So her husband, Joseph, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly, decided to divorce her secretly. So we'll pause and say, in this culture, Mm -hmm. at this time, to be engaged was like a betrothal. Like it was... It was already legally binding. Mm -hmm. And so in order for her not to be shamed, he was going to divorce her secretly for her sake, Mm -hmm. not out of like, not out of his shame, but Mm -hmm. to to Mm -hmm. protect her. But then... Not out of pettiness. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But then, verse 20, but after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David... Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son, and he named him Jesus. I love the meaning of Jesus' name that the angel says, you know, she will give birth to a son, and Mm -hmm. you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people 
from yeah. their sins. Yeah. And, you know, he was born. That's what he was born for. And yeah. so that was in his name, embedded into his name. And it made me think of, you know, if you fast forward through, you know, 30-something years and Jesus is standing before Pilate after he's been arrested and he says to Pilate, like, I was born for this. That's right. To testify to the truth. And so part of hmm. that truth is that he is the Son of God. That's right. Who has come to take away the sins of the world. I mean, our what is the title? Born thy people to deliver. Like, that's right. That was the truth. Yeah. And that's, you know, Jesus has always been our rescue. He is our rescue. He will always be our rescue, right? Like mm-hmm. that is who he is. And it's why he carries the name Jesus. That's right. It's why the name is so powerful. I like reading these accounts all in order like mm-hmm. we're doing right now, because even having just read, you know, Zechariah naming John mm-hmm. and then with this, you know, Joseph names him Jesus. Yeah. I think it's sweet to see all of that together in yeah. one place. Yeah. And we get, you know, also the name Emmanuel, mm-hmm. which means God is with us. Yeah. Which is all the things. Right. It that's is the exactly, end game, right? Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say is like, we have been spending the last three, now four weeks mm-hmm. um, digging into what it means, the full significance of God is with us. I mean, day two of this reading plan, we read about God walking in the garden in the cool of the evening with Adam and Eve, and yeah. He was with them. Yeah. And then He could not be with them because of their sin, and He had to send them out. And here comes God yeah. with us. And there is a big old thread running yeah. through the Old Testament of God's presence. He didn't just leave and bail, and it's, He's not gone. He is actively pursuing relationship, making it possible for His holy presence right. to dwell with His people. Right, right. And Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us, and Jesus is the one who makes that presence a possibility for us, not just for those that he walked among on earth. That's right. You know, and those who, like we talked last week about Simeon holding Jesus up in the mm. temple, like not just for Simeon and and the Samaritan woman and all of these people that we've that we've read about over the last few weeks, but for all of us, for all of time. That's right. Like the this God with us. Ness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, it's the end game. It's the eternal reality that we will be with God in his presence forever. It's back to that already and not yet, I right? Mean, yeah. And I think about that, how personal that is. Like it is yeah. so true as a whole story. Uh-huh. And we talked about last week how, like, if you even in the lyrics of this hymn, like inserting our names into mm. the lyrics, you know, like some of them, like, let me find my rest in thee, you know, even, yeah. or Rachel's strength and consolation, yeah, yeah. or born Rachel to deliver, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. born Amanda to deliver. Mm-hmm. When you think about Christmas morning, baby Jesus in Bethlehem, born Amanda to deliver, like it's, yeah. it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Honestly. I think we contend to either read, Scripture and super individualize it to ourselves, mm-hmm. or 
generalize it. Yeah. And and forget to only do one or the other. That's good. Is a disservice yeah. <laughs> yeah. to the truth because mm-hmm. the truth is that it is mm-hmm. born Amanda and Rachel to deliver. It's also born all of thy people. That's right. To deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And it's both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, I encourage y'all this week, take some time. If it were me, and it is currently also me, but it's you too, <laughs> like, I mean, sit down with a friend or your kids or your spouse or who, like, whatever. Sit down and look at these lyrics are not scripture, but they come right out of scripture. And for mm-hmm. you to go, like, hope of Rachel thou art, dear desire mm-hmm. of Rachel, joy of Rachel's longing heart, like, just fill in your name to these lyrics and having journeyed with us yeah. and our guests through these scriptures, like, you know how meaningful that is. Yeah, yeah. And just to, I think it's a beautiful hymn to craft into a prayer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is a prayer. Come yeah. Now long expected Jesus. That's right. But yeah, to pray it that way. Mm-hmm. We, on Christmas Eve, Rachel, mm. will pivot from that line, born thy people to deliver, to the next line, born a child mm-hmm. and yet a king. Mm-hmm. And I love that that is the line yeah. of the hymn that is going to usher us into Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, that this child born was born an actual baby human child. That's right. And yet, not just a king, the king. That's good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and I right. just, I propose, my friend, that we read. Yeah, to our Christmas Eve reading, and I'd be remiss not to point out that we are reading the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. Don't think that I didn't notice that <laughs> there is there is a standing uh, rivalry is the wrong word. Yeah, Dispute yeah. is also the wrong word, but <laughs> the there are two homes represented here, and one home. The House of Williams. The House of Williams prefers to read the Christmas story on Christmas Eve and the House of Myers Christmas <laughs> morning. And uh, this year we join the House of Williams. Come on, everybody. And we read the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. And I am here for it. Okay. I'll read it. I'll read it both days. I think we, that's right. That's a better solution. So let's read. This is Luke 2, starting in verse 1. I'll start us off and then let's ping pong back and forth. How I'm in. That? All right, a little popcorn, just the two of us, but still. Yeah, more like ping pong then. Ping pong, that's right. Verse 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah." 
the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to people He favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told." And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, as we're reading this, that the story is unfolding just as we were told that it would. That's right. Right? And that was happening in real time. Mm -hmm. At this first Christmas, the Messiah did come as promised. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, the prophecies date back, way back into the early Old Testament, right? Yeah. And this they, is not a short wait. And they make sense now, or at least they make more sense now. Right. But at the time, it was hard to know, like, what could this mean? You know, yeah. like these these prophecies from Isaiah or Micah or any of the prophets that yeah. were saying, like, this is how it will happen. This is where it mm-hmm. all came to pass. Yeah, it did. And I love the Micah reading for this day. It says that. I mean, what you just explained. Mm-hmm. And, you know, keeping in mind that this is hundreds of years Mm -hmm. before, right? Hundreds of years prior. This is Micah 5, 2. Bethlehem Ephrathah, you are small among the clans of Judah. One will come from you to be ruler over Israel for me. His origin is from (laughs) antiquity, from ancient times. I love that line. His origin the one who will come from you to rule over Israel. His origin is from antiquity, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of the ruler's brothers will return to the people of Israel. He will stand and shepherd them in the strength of the Lord, in the majestic name of the Lord his God. They will live securely, For then his greatness will extend to the ends of the earth. Mm. He will be their peace. Like this is a description, not just of you're going to have a king one day who's just going to be awesome. You're going to really like him. Great. Yeah. But what's being described? In fact, you're not going to like him. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And what's being described here isn't something that any one human can accomplish. Right. You know that any. Like this is not something that a king can accomplish, that you can live securely because his rule extends to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that he can be their peace. Like even the best king isn't our peace, mm-hmm. right? Because we've talked over these past weeks what real rest, what real peace looks mm-hmm. like. And it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that we don't know that. You know, they don't know yeah. that when yeah. they're hearing it. But just imagine hearing these echoes, this promise Mm -hmm. of a Messiah, a king, a ruler whose kingdom will be everlasting, who will redeem and restore 
and save. That's right. You just hear this drumbeat for generation after generation, you know, century after century. And then here he comes, a baby. Right. (laughs) But then, like, if you are, I mean, if you're within the sound of my voice, Mm -hmm. you are a person in between two advents. Mm -hmm. Unless the Lord returns before this episode airs. Lord, come quickly. But we have this benefit. Mm-hmm. We can see what couldn't be seen then. Yeah. And so what right now can we not see that will be made clear? And like, shouldn't that inspire our faith in the Lord's promises, in His Word, the things that aren't clear, we're not sure. I think that sometimes we see things in Scripture and we're like, I don't understand what that means. Scripture, confuse whatever uh-huh. that thing is. And rather than turning from it or throwing our arms in the air going like, well, so far— He's the God that keeps His promises, and He's a God who makes clear and makes plain, makes the high places low and, like, flattens the valleys. Like, mm-hmm. He does the thing that we don't know we need until He does it for us, Yeah, right? And so, like, how much more should that inspire our faith in this God of Israel? Yeah, yeah. You know those TV shows that'll have, like, you're watching a story play out, so mm-hmm. you're watching a narrative, but there's also a narrator who will speak over the omniscient scenes. Right. And so I feel like that's what Galatians 4 is in this. Like we just read from Luke 2, the nativity story, and then we get to read from Galatians 4, 4 and 5. When the time came to completion, at just the right time, right? Mm -hmm. Scripture says elsewhere, at just the right time. When the time came to completion, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons, so that we might have the full benefit of being sons and daughters and children of the Most High God. That's right. And the King of Kings. Hmm. I mean, talk about like an already and not yet. Like the, Mm -hmm. the Christmas Day reading, Day 29 from Jeremiah 31 I love this. The heading is lament, turn to joy. And it really is another like already and not yet. Yeah. It says, starting in verse 15, this is what the Lord says. A voice was heard in Ramah, a lament with bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Keep your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for the reward for your work will come. This is the Lord's declaration and your children will return from the enemy's land. There is hope for your future. This is the Lord's declaration. And your children will return to their own territory. I mean, this is that gathering that we read about last week. Yeah. You know, that the Lord is gathering His people. And this doesn't just mean those who are ethnically Jewish. Correct. You know, like the, the Lord chose Israel to be the nation that he works through, mm-hmm. that he worked through to to bring the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And to spread the gospel, to be the starting point, to be his people. But because of Jesus and God's plan mm-hmm. of salvation and redemption, that family of God welcomes in all peoples, all nations. That's right. Right? And I love this. There is a hope for your future. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of us, you know, here comes Christmas Day in a handful of days. It's going to be here. Ready or not, here it comes. Yeah. And I say it that way because, you know, we might be 
busy, we might not be ready, like prepared or whatever, or, you know, logistically, but also just in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Like it may just feel like this week doesn't feel different. Mm -hmm. And I love that the promises of Christmas aren't based on how we feel. Yeah. When Christmas comes. That's right. The promise of Christmas is based on what God has done and what He is doing and what He will do. And the promise of Christmas, like you said, is a promise made by a God who keeps His promises. That's who He is. Mm -hmm. And He's not, He doesn't stop being who He is. I mean, the title of this reading plan of this study book is Joy of Every longing heart. And Amanda, Mm -hmm. you're right. Whatever Christmas looks like when we get there Mm -hmm. on Sunday, you mentioned a couple weeks ago, the Christmas season tends to sort of make bigger our longings or amplify our longings yeah. in some ways. Or it's kind, kind of exposes of, it's them a, a list where, Or it's a list where we're like, everybody make your Christmas list, make your list of longings. Like, yeah. I mean, we even encourage that, right? Yeah. We um, kind of pretend that we have yeah, that longings we can, that stuff can fix. Exactly. <laughs> or parties or food, whatever. I know. And I think about the reality. I yeah. think about your reality and mine. Mm-hmm. I think about the reality of any person that's listening. Mm-hmm. There will be unmet longings. This Christmas day and every other day this year, there will be things that stuff can't fix, that people can't fix. There Mm -hmm. will be longings for a person that was here and isn't anymore, a person that we always hoped would be and isn't, Mm -hmm. the types of longings that cannot be fulfilled or wrapped in a package or anything Mm -hmm. like that, that line, joy of every longing heart, that's what I want for me and for you and for yeah. everyone listening, that the joy we feel on Christmas Day has nothing to do with what comes from my hands to your hands. That's right. That's right. Those are just symbols. That's right. Of, They're the thing that remind us. Right. Of the gift. Mm-hmm. Because if what you're longing for this Christmas is belonging, yeah. like to belong, to be loved, mm-hmm. you know, to have, like, like JJ just described it, like for God to just he loves you because he's decided to love you and he's not going to stop. That's right. If what you're longing for is peace and rest, for forgiveness and acceptance, for hope, mm-hmm. if those are the things that you long for, then I have great news for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is that is Christmas. That is Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Christmas Day is not just a shiny bow on all of life that makes all the hard things go away. Christmas Day acknowledges the hard things and says, I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. It's like that line in Exodus where the Lord says, I have heard your groanings and I am coming down to rescue you. Mm-hmm. Like we read that the first week, I think, of the Advent study. And that's Jesus. Yeah. I am born my people to deliver. That's right. I am born a child, but I'm a king. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I am making a way. We have talked so much this year in our scripture reading and in our podcast episodes and all the things about God's presence Mm -hmm. and that He makes a way, that He pursues us and makes a way for us to be in His presence because that is where our longings are met. That's right. And that is where all things are made new. And that is where we will find rest. Right. The kind of rest that we can't manufacture ourselves. And and that's Christmas Day. I mean, it's Emmanuel. It's God with us. That's right. And not just on Christmas Day, but through His Spirit, 
I mean, God, if you are a follower of Jesus, God's Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus dwells in you because that is His gift to us. I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And that's our promise. When you read Revelation, you know, go read some Revelation 20 and 21 mm-hmm. and just see that, like, this is what's in store. Mm-hmm. And then the already and not yet, well, there will be no more not yet. That's right. (laughs) That's right. In Revelation. And, you know, this may not be a classic Christmas scripture, but I mean, I see you have this marked, and I I wonder if we close today with this little section from Hebrews chapter 1, the first three verses of that book. It might not be a classically Christmas scripture, mm-hmm. but it's the true thing that our hearts need to hear. Yeah, and this is who Jesus is. That's right. This is who the baby in a manger is. <laughs> it begins in verse 1. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these days, He has spoken to us by His Son. God has appointed Him heir of all things and made the universe through Him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of His nature, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. After making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. That's right. Maranatha. Mm -hmm. Praise be to God. This, friends, as you read this week and you start to like take step after step to Christmas Day, Mm -hmm. just invite the Spirit to minister to your heart. God knows the longing of your heart. That's right. And He knows. um, And He cares about it. Yes, yes. And when we say that Jesus is the joy of every longing heart, we know that our longings do manifest themselves in ways that are significant and important Mm -hmm. and hopeful and sorrowful and, you know, all the things. Like, these are real longings that we're all experiencing. And often God gives us those longings. Like, He gives us the longings in our hearts. That's right. And as you walk to Christmas Day, just invite Him to show Himself That's right. in those longings, to show you who He is and who you are because of who He is. And we'll be walking right along with you Mm -hmm. and walking up to Christmas Day. We'll be celebrating with you. I know that this, you know, these conversations can feel heavy because part of celebrating is acknowledging. I think of when John O was here several weeks ago and talking about that we're all looking for relief. Mm -hmm. Like, The baby born in the manger Mm -hmm. is the advent of that hope, that relief. Mm -hmm. Our consolation. That's right. And so when we feel these needs, the depth of our need and our longing, then we can get to Christmas Day and celebrate Mm -hmm. that God has met us Mm -hmm. in His Son. And so that's where we'll be this week. And then Advent at least for She Reads Truth, mm-hmm. we'll have one more week. That's right. That's right. And next week we have Paul David Tripp joining us. So excited to have it's him. It's going to be good, y'all. And we will finish out the final five lyrics of this song. I'm really excited to kind of get to march forward out of the manger into like, what does it mean that this baby was born? And I think we've already gotten some pretty big hints on what that <laughs> means, but Y'all, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To all y'all, as we like to say, (laughs) your strength and consolation has been born in a manger. He has come to you. Listen, you get to be women and men in the Word of God every day this week. And until next week, Amanda, what do we tell our friends? 
keep opening your Bibles. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her key.